What's good? It's your girl, T.T. on the mic, back with another episode of Dope Conversations. Listen, let's go ahead and get into it. It's 2020. Can we stop job shaming in this decade? I thought we left that in the new decade. I thought it was new year, new me, new decade, who this, right? Why are we still doing the same old stuff in 2020? This is a beautiful opportunity for you to literally evolve and leverage your maturity. Sweetheart. I'm going to just tell y'all what's going on. So, I was on Instagram and saw a video that some fans were a passenger of a ride-sharing business when they discovered that Young Jock was their driver. And the passenger asked him, well, you know, after they, you know, (laughs) after they were condescending and just, you know, Trying, is that? I mean, is that him? Oh my god! So they asked him, like, so are you driving? So you're driving us. So you're a driver. And then he was like, well, I mean, so you fell off. <laughs> you fell off. Is that why you, you know, such and such? Let me tell y'all why I love Josh. I respect him so much. First of all, he said. So I had to have fall. I had to fall off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a ride share company. It's a new company. And it's a great, easy way to make some money. And we're in Atlanta. We're in downtown Atlanta. Why would I not make some quick, easy, honest money? And, you know, they was just like, but I mean, you young jock, though. You know what I mean? First of all, this is why they say never idolize anyone. You don't know what people are going through. And that's not it. Like, sweetie. He's making honest money. You know how many of your favorite artists are in prison right now because of the illegal things that they've done? And you were out here job shaming a man who just out here making money and probably supporting another great business. And it's a great marketing strategy because he is this humble man out here driving someone that you know and you just actually proved their point. Thank you for the free marketing because now he don't went viral for driving a ride chair. <laughs> You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you'd be amazed at what people are doing, celebrity or not, to continue to keep income and revenue going through the household. And any person who knows anything about making money knows that if you want to be a millionaire and stay a millionaire, you need to have multiple streams of income. So I want to encourage anybody today that's listening to this message that's going into... um the entertainment industry or you're an entrepreneur and you're well known for what you do but your popularity and your income ain't adding up it ain't matching let me tell you i'm the first i'm can, can i keep it real with y'all right now i know it's probably i know it's probably only gonna be two or three people listening to this but that's fine that means i can really keep it real so if you don't know i am an entrepreneur I host events. I am a motivational speaker. I announce for one of the baddest marching bands in the land. And I have been heard by at least 53 million people. My voice, I am well known, well known. However, the struggle is real, okay? Life happens and it comes at you fast. If you only knew the stuff that I deal with. And so in between gigs, like there's always this on season and off season, right? So for me, 
Football season is a very lucrative season for me. I'm my most business. It's also that hypest part of like the school year. So there are a lot of events that needs to be hosted. There's a higher demand for my services, right? You also have homecoming, not to mention anything else that might be popping off. Not only that, <laughs> throughout the whole year, there might be little sparks of like different events, right? Well, if I was to sit and not do anything except for those events that I do, I would be homeless. <laughs> I would have lost my car. I would have lost my mind. I am a Capricorn, baby. I have to work. <laughs> okay, I have to work. And when I tell you, I use ride sharing services and food delivery services to continue to, re- you know, generate revenue for me in the midst of waiting and working towards another event because you can literally network, 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 network and still see nothing or no results for months down the line, sometimes years down the line. You go to any success story and listen to it, you'd be amazed how many people have told you that they literally had to grind or live out of their car or this, that, and the third. And my thing is, even if that wasn't their story, even if they just wanted to continue to grind, like if I saw Lizzo driving Lyft, I ain't gonna lie, I would be lit. I would be up in a, it ain't my fault, it ain't my, you gotta blame it, you gotta, whatever, you know what I'm saying? We would be in that car, lit, lit, two Lizzo's in the, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> But it just kills me because so many, I feel like a lot of times while so many people get caught up in the hype and you end up in situations that you shouldn't be in is because you're trying to maintain this status, this image that, you know, I'm always stunting. I'm always the one in the VIP section. Listen, Booster said gas tank on E, but all drinks on me. That's my ministry right there. I am broke as hell, but wipe me down. I'm still clean though. Shoulders, chest, pants, and shoes. Do you understand me? Y'all gotta stop job shaming people. Stop it. Because all you're doing is showing your own insecurities. All you're doing is hating on somebody and you're really making yourself look trifling. We are humans. We are people. The same, some of your favorite actors are also literally like real estate agents, house flippers. Who was that? I wanna say it was Sylvester Stallone. Don't don't give me the line. One of them is a freaking uh cop. Another one was it um who else? Arnold Schwarzenegger was a whole governor. Like <laughs> Mr. Terminator himself. I'll be back. Okay? I'll be damned if I'm out here completely broke because I don't want to humble up and continue grinding. Do you really think I want to drive Lyft and do Postmate in favor all my life? No. But you know what this do? It shows you how hungry you are. It pushes you in a different way while keeping your schedule open. So in the midst, in the midst of God showing up and saying, you got 15 events over a 10-day time span and you need this, 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 that. You have literally been driving and grinding and pushing yourself forward in a way that now... (laughs) You're able to pay for whatever you need for those events coming up. And you don't even have to report to a manager to ask a request for time off. Do you know that if, oh my God, listening to some of my friends, 
that time off <laughs> is like precious jewels that you gotta you gotta handle carefully. Like you cannot be just taking off any day of the year. <laughs> okay. So me using rideshare is actually not an issue because I get to do so much more. Do I want more money? Yes. Do I want more opportunities? Yes. Will it help me get to places that I want to go? I'm praying so. But there are many testimonies of people who literally in between gigs and I'm not talking about oh every couple of months gigs I'm talking about like 10 years and they still living a whole life having faith that in due time in due time in due time and my boy Jeffrey Owens from the Cosby show is a perfect example I pray to God I'm saying his name right I'm praying to God I'm saying his name right but long story short They tried to job shame this man while he was working as a grocery store clerk. And he literally got a deal with Tyler Perry. Growing up, Tyler Perry might have looked up to this man. And now Tyler Perry is actually able to bless this man. So I want to encourage every entrepreneur, everybody that got to do a nine to five and grind on the side and you have school and you have kids don't give a damn about what people have to say about your life get up and get it grind however it works for you until you can go with what's working for you that you've worked for you know what i mean you deserve a better life and just because you are doing this They don't have to see the vision. They don't have to see the plan. But at the end of the day, they already know your name. They already know your name. And for anybody who judges somebody like Jock, who's out here grinding in a different way, let me be the first to tell you, you cannot look down on anyone who is not under you, who is not beneath you. I'm real quick to tell people that you can't look down on me because I'm not under there. Mm Mm-mm. It's a little too low for my preference, love. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like, seriously. Seriously, people are out here making honest livings. But nah, y'all want stunt city. Y'all want people who run the trap and scamming and all this other stuff. Do you. You know what I mean? But I'd rather be a person who is grinding my ass off, making it legally. And I'd rather take longer to make it legally And I have to worry about the feds on my ass 10 years from now. (laughs) Then I'll be up here just running, hiding, (laughs) always having to look over my shoulder. I don't care if I don't look glammy enough for you. Let me tell you how many events I've hosted with nappy hair, blue jeans, and the same pair of blue chucks. And still got the bag. Sorry, I have to give me some water. Okay. Let me tell you how I had to go from a five-hour shift of driving Lyft, rush and take a shower, and then go host a whole event, a whole event, just to make sure that I had money for the event that I hosted. Let me tell you the sacrifices that I had to make to be where I am right now. And let me tell you how I'm still grinding and I'm still struggling, but I'm still continuing. Because when you see something, when you envision something, when you have faith in the vision that God put on your heart, It doesn't matter what you look like right now. You know, all of these beautiful homes and mansions all over the world. You know, they started off as just a piece of land, right? An ugly old little piece of land that nobody would have walked on. All these gorgeous neighborhoods and subdivisions that you need 15 different codes to get into. (laughs) 
It started off as just some land and an idea. Every Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 business, every top selling millionaire, billionaire in the world, it started off as an idea, as a vision. And you have to start off somewhere. Who knows? This ride share company that Jock is working for is going to go back and leverage that company, which is going to leverage him. Because what y'all just did was y'all just gave this man free promo, free marketing. And guess what? Now people finna go Google him more. And while everybody's looking down on him and laughing at him, guess what you're doing? You're playing yourself. You're playing yourself. I have nothing but love and respect for entrepreneurs, especially when you see all of your friends grinding in a different way. You see them making buku money. They're able to go places. You know, you don't even understand how hard it is to know that you have skills to be in other places, but God has called you here and you have to be obedient and it's not looking sexy right now. Do you know how testing it is for your faith to constantly feel like you are always without to feel like you're always having to grind harder than the next man just to get half of what they get. And something tells you just still keep on going, still keep on going. But I know for a fact, I am a living witness of what happens when you stay obedient. What happens when you actually continue to grind. I know what it looks like when breakthroughs come. I know what it looks like. And I don't want any ugh, my entrepreneurs... I want you to be encouraged. I want you to, and that's not to diss my, my nine to fivers because baby, I love y'all too. Okay. I love the fact that you actually have a career that works for you, that you're able to grow in the way that you've envisioned and you keep doing that because let me tell you something. I am an entrepreneur slash nine to fiver slash <laughs> everything. Like, it doesn't matter. I might be Jamaican because, baby, the jobs that I have. <laughs> but I just don't want us to go into this year always judging people. Because that's what makes that's what makes it hard for people to want to ask for help. You know, that's what makes it hard. Like, when, when you're looked at in a certain light, you don't want to feel as if, oh, I'm going down in my socioeconomic status. You know, now if I, I went from... Rocking out the stadiums to working in a grocery store. And somebody might see me and be like, see, mm -hmm, look at her. But she thinks she all at. Baby, humble does not mean less than. Humble does not mean I'm beneath you. Humble means I'm just humble. I'm humble enough to know that if this is what I have to do to continue to help me get to where I'm trying to be, then that's fine. If, I, if you got to work at a call center from eight to six and on the weekends, write your show. And pay for if you gotta go be a baggage clerk at Southwest Airlines so that your ass can get free flights to land them roles when you go to them auditions all over. Do what you gotta do. It don't have to make sense to nobody. Your life is yours alone. It wasn't meant to make sense to people. Sometimes we try to just we put too much effort in trying to make our visions make people make people understand how they're supposed to work. They weren't meant to understand it. That wasn't God's assignment for them. Some people don't supposed to get it. Some people you just don't supposed to tell. Pastor oh, Freddie Haynes always said, stop sharing big dreams with little people. So you know what I do? I've learned. I just don't say shit. <laughs> I won't say nothing. I won't say nothing at all. I literally will get up there and have you thinking that all I'm doing is driving lift. 
I will have you thinking that all I have going on is I'm working at a grocery store or that I'm babysitting on the weekend or that I'm doing hair on the side or that I'm doing house cleaning services by this time. I will let you think that ain't nothing going on. And baby, I will be Beyonce slash lemonade to the bullshit and pull up with a whole grand deal. Because let me tell you what you're going to see in this season, this off season. You are going to see how people really think of you. You are going to see how people, what really, you know, what people really think of you when they feel like you don't have anything to offer them, that they can't benefit from you. Oh yeah, everybody loves the dude in the club with the VIP section because he got the seats and the drinks. But what about that person standing in the crowd by the bar trying to get a drink? You don't know. That's might That might be the owner. <laughs> you don't know. But all you know is he don't look as important as that one. You know, for all we know, John could actually be a multimillionaire still to this day. And he's just actually helping bring along this wide share company. Now you done marketed this whole nother company and now more people are going to learn about it because they're going to hope that they get a ride with Jock. <laughs> and you missed your blessing because at that time, he could have probably given you so many other advi- uh, tips or advice about how to make it in the music industry because what you're not finna do is make it seem like this dude ain't make hits. Like this dude went on several seasons of Love and Hip Hop. One of the most leading shows in reality TV to this day. You know, play with your dog, don't play with me. But I don't want you to ever, anyone who's listening to this, I don't care if it's three or three million, I don't want you to ever feel ashamed of doing whatever it takes to get you where you gotta go. Especially if you're trying to do it the right way. Because baby, your time is gonna come. I've been at the bottom of the barrel and I've been at the top and I have literally been on both sides of the fence at the same time, just simultaneously. Like you just, you wouldn't have any idea what I go through to make sure that I'm straight. Because all I think about is, there's going to be a time where I'm going to be able to say it was all a dream. And I'm not going to ever have to go back to this moment. But I'm going to remember the the skills and the lessons that I learned to apply them to those moments so that I would never have to be back there again. So if you sacking them grocery sis, if you working at Walmart, if you working at Target, if you working at... Listen, anybody coming in there looking down on you, baby, just keep it moving. Keep it moving. Because who's to say they're doing all that and they get to your register and their car don't decline? Okay. <laughs> hey. Who's to say? Like, y'all looking down on Jock, but y'all in his car. <laughs> y'all needed a ride. So, you know, let these people feel whatever they feel. But I'm just going to tell y'all, in 2020... As entrepreneurs, I don't need y'all taking shame or being ashamed of anything that you have to do to make your life better in the future, in the big picture. They don't have to get the big picture. They don't have to get the big picture. It wasn't for them to see the big picture. It's for you to see it. Have faith in that. Keep grinding. And I'm not only saying it to y'all, I'm saying it to myself because baby, baby, I've been there. I'm there right now. You will... (laughs) The, the, the way your faith will be tested in this season 
is literally like no other, you know, and I'm grinding in a different way. And every single day, it's another storm. It's, it's something else. It's somebody else that wants to just piss me off or make me feel like I should just give up. But I'm going to keep on going because I know, I know there is something on the other side of this storm for me. You understand? So just keep grinding. Somebody ever laughed at you for working somewhere that they never would work for? That's okay because the skills you're learning are going to be required when they go apply for the job that they don't get qualified for. But you have those skills and you have that experience. You might have started from the bottom, but baby, you are on your way to somewhere great. Great. And when you see me giving my speech at the Oscar and, at the, you know, Golden Globe and the Emmys and wherever else, baby. When you see me giving my speech, I'm going to look back at this moment and go, I told you so. You understand? We are going big places, big teams. We got big plans, like Drake said. <laughs> big plans. So keep grinding. Keep setting your goals. Write your list. Make it plain. And let's kick 2020's ass. It's a new decade since we are in the roaring 20s. I don't give a damn what you got to think about me. I could care less because it never paid a bill. <laughs> Not mine. Have a great day. But y'all be blessed. I'm going to get up in this house and um, do some laundry and some hair because this is about to be an epic week the rest of this month. Your girl is going to be turning 31 in less than five days not to mention i am headed to atlanta for the honda battle of the bands it'll be my i want to say that'll be my fourth time performing at the battle of the bands and i really love our theme this year i cannot wait to be able to show you guys and man it's gonna it's just gonna be a lituation man it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a movie it's gonna be epic and I look forward to hopefully seeing some of my listeners there. I love you guys. And y'all just be blessed. But again, we are not job shaming people in 2020, baby. Because I'm going to tell you now. You never know who you're going to need going up when you come back come on back down. Y'all better listen to a Tyler Perry play and get your life together. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Again, make sure you follow me on all social media handles at TT on the mic. Twitter, it's underscore TT on the mic. And the rest of them, it's TT on the mic. There's two T's on the mic. Love you. Bye. What's good, y'all? It's your girl, TT on the mic, back with another episode of Dope Conversations. I hope y'all can hear me all right. Um, This is going to be a very quick episode because I'm actually in the process of packing and preparing to go to the Honda Battle of the Bands in Atlanta, Georgia, where the Marching Storm will be performing for our ninth time and your girl will be performing for her fourth. Um, If you don't know anything about the Honda Battle of the Bands, it is a very big deal um, that we take like with pride in the HBCU band world, the show bands world. And um, that's not what I want to talk about, um, but it kind of has a lot to go with it. So lately, 
Um, I've been dealing with a lot. I've been um, going through a lot. And I've been really trying to hold on to, like, just my joy or the little peace of mind that I have. And it reminded me of how my pastor said at Watch Night that don't think because you are shouting and you're singing hallelujah and you're screaming to the top of your lungs that God won't allow a storm to carry over from 19 to 2020. And, um, man, excuse me, I've never felt so seen in that moment. Um, I think ever since I found out that my godmother was dying, it was like just downhill from there. And I have been trying to hold on and pretend as if, um, well, not pretend, but just continue to move forward and try to remain as positive as I can. But honestly, it's it's been very hard. I've never, I've been in a dark place, but I've never felt it um, hit me like this before at least not in a long time. And so I'm sitting here um, and I'm trying to pack, but I can't. Trying to write, but I can't. Trying to focus, but I can't. Everything is just really, it's really just tearing me down. Um, I just feel stuck and I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you keep trying you keep persevering and something else hinders you and you know they say don't let it but sometimes some things really do stand in your way and so I've just been feeling really blocked lately really stuck lately um and really alone and understanding how this has been going for my life and it hasn't been easy so um I've just prayers is it's been like the best thing for me it's been hard though but um, yeah man it uh, <laughs> the struggle is definitely real um but I was watching a former show I mean not a former show but a former episode of bring it if y'all don't know I'm a big fan of the dancing dolls um I love coach D Coach Diana Williams, and I love what she's done for not only these young ladies, but I love what she's done for the swag. And she's made a huge imprint, um, whether people give her credit for it or not. She doesn't even need their credit. No, her work shows for herself. And I am grateful um, that I have met her. And I remember my first time announcing for the Hunter Battle of the Mans, I got to meet her. And that moment was definitely a confirmation for me that I was in the right place. Um, and then I remember just watching this episode and it brought me to tears of how, you know, for some reason it was like her, her girls just didn't step up like they normally would. She felt like her time was wasted and she wanted to walk away. She really wanted to walk away, but she had someone in her ear that said, I never known you to walk away from anything. And I 
I can so relate to situations right now where I just feel like, what's the point? Why am I still here? What's the point of holding on? What's the point of of moving forward when honestly it's like, it just seems like it's all going to keep going in full circle. And then um, I saw this and I'm not going to lie, it was the episode of when they had the live piece, um, the live music challenge and the dancing dolls actually ministered as her uh, as Faith's cousin sang with his choir and it was an amazing episode it led me to tears and to see how the anointings of that of that team of that company brought the entire room together and you know they they didn't win um that challenge they didn't win first place in that but what they won was far more worthy than any trophy, any place, because I feel like in that moment, they allowed God to shine through them. And it reminded me of why God chose me for this moment, why he instilled it in my heart to um, never give up on my pursuit of joining the marching storm and why it's reminded me to just continue to push forward continue to press on as I get ready to go on this trip for this performance and I'm nervous I am I'm always nervous you know it's a scary scary place but I'm honored to know that I'm a part of an organization that allows God to use me um and that God allows me to be used by him in even these moments. And many things are going wrong in my life right now that I just really can't control. Um, and it's not to victimize myself, it's just the truth, you know. But what I what I appreciate about this whole life right now is the fact that God is still the sovereign one. He's still the one who's kept me through all of it and it's not easy and watching the episode I really had tears in my eyes because for one moment I feel like someone who get it someone who felt disconnected from their very own purpose from their very own calling to the point where you want to just walk away you want to just give up you know there are times where I'm just like forget it I'm just gonna go and find me a regular job and just make some regular money because money is money And, you know, I'll just walk away from my whole thing. I'll, you know, discontinue my brand. I'll just be a normal person and be great. And it kills me because I already know that's not what God wants. But it's like I'm really struggling with my faith. I'm really struggling with being patient um, in my faith. And it it all hurts because I, I know the God I serve. I know I serve a grand God. And I know that he wouldn't. Well, he has me going. I'm sure he wouldn't want me to give up now Um, because I feel extremely close to wherever he's trying to take me. Um, And I just felt, you know, him tell, like he kept saying the word gratitude to me yesterday. That's the word that was on my heart was grateful, be grateful. And, you know, I need to work on that. Oftentimes I'm so caught up in the storm that I forget that, I might be in the storm, 
but that doesn't mean I'm under the storm. That doesn't mean the storm has overtook me. It just means I'm going through it. And um, I'm not going to lie, I feel like I lost myself for a moment. And I feel like I really needed to watch that to get myself back. And now I'm going to head to this airport and um, I'm just going to push. I'm just going to trust God in ways that I never thought I could. And I'm going to continue to just grind and pray and push through. It's going to be an amazing adventure this trip will be. And I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm happy. I am all things above. There's a lot of pressure in what I do. And, you know, it's going to be a long week um, because I'll be in Atlanta until next Tuesday. But I feel like something amazing is going to happen in this in these next few weeks. And I feel like it's going to be something that truly blesses me. And I feel like it's going to be the one thing that I've always been waiting for. And I don't know how I'm going to align with it or come into alignment with it, but I do know it's coming and it's going to be a great thing. It's going to be a big thing. It's going to be a beautiful thing. And I just really ask um, who's ever listened to this that you just keep me in your prayers Um, because every day is just a new day that I keep saying, I know this is crazy, but I'm going to keep moving anyhow. I'm going to keep trusting God anyhow. Um, and I'm going to just keep going. So y'all, I love y'all, but keep me in your prayers, man. Keep me in your prayers because it is going to happen. I am going to rise and the sleigh will be nothing that anyone will ever forget. So, Let's go. Let's get ready for Atlanta. (sighs) And let's just pray that it all works out. All right, guys. Bye. (laughs) What's good? It's your girl, TT on the mic, back with another episode of Dope Conversations. Listen, we have to talk. We have to talk. This episode is dedicated to my high-performing, always getting, always grinding, always working, always praying, always pushing, persevering, and any other motivational word that starts with a P with your Sarah Jakes Robert podcast, listening to T.D. Jakes loving, Pastor John Gray loving, Fred, whoever else you listen to to get your spirit going you're always the one uplifting everyone else encouraging everyone else doing all of these great things and yet you are literally sitting here about to burn out and fall over a bridge sis have a seat sit down somewhere okay sit down what what um what uh michael jackson mama told uh told joe go to bed Go to bed, Joe. <laughs> Go to bed. This episode, we're going to be talking about 
just sit sitting down somewhere, just taking a break. Um, so Valentine's just passed, right? What, 10 days ago almost? And I'm sure, you know, all my love bugs, y'all had a great time. As for me, my Valentine's Day was filled with self-care and <laughs> um, sleep that lasted way too long. Um, my therapist instructed me to look at my life and consider something that I need to learn to do less of. And at first I said, you know, maybe like social media, you know, I do spend a lot of time on there. I actually spend way too much time playing Sims. Um, I am totally in love with that game and I just learned about it a couple of months ago. So please don't judge. Thank you. But I think for me, I needed to go deeper than that. I needed to look at myself in a different mirror. And we talked about the things that I've been doing. She asked me about my accomplishments and she was extremely amazed by my work and my work ethic and, you know, just my drive. And she was like, well, all of this amazing, you know, black girl magic. Why are you sitting on my couch today? And I'm like, because it's killing me, girl. It's killing me. I am (laughs) addicted to my own work. I am, I have done way too much. My body has gone into overdrive, into the point where now it is going into shut down and self-destruction mode. I have driven myself into a corner and I need to sit down. I need a timeout. And so I made the decision, the executive decision to go on a sabbatical, take a break. Um, from one of the things that I'm doing for one of my major projects, I'll say it like that. I decided to take a break from one of my major projects and it's, I had to, I think the part that really, what really made it so hard for me to even be okay with taking this break is because in my head, I felt like in the past when I've dealt with things, I'd often easily give up, shut down, shut the world out. I'd completely be a stereotypical Capricorn. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. However, I felt like this is a different fight. I don't want to be in that mode where I feel like my situation or my circumstances have hindered me from persevering and seeing it through. And then I, I didn't want to look like a quitter to myself. It wasn't about anyone else's opinion because what I have going on, not too many people even know about. For me, it was literally, I am not trying to quit myself. For once, I just want to see it through and get it right the first time. No mistakes, no uh-ohs, no backtracks, no timeouts. I just want to run the freaking lap, okay? All right? No drama. But life is funny. <laughs> and the funny part is, I ain't laughing. I don't like it. Um, there are so many times where I have had to literally just sit there and be like, all right, you were offered an opportunity to take care of yourself in this moment but you you neglected it because you weren't being honest with yourself about what you needed and in result it caused you to 
end up having to lose the whole situation. And so I wanted to protect the big picture. So I decided in this fight, I was going to sit out this round. I was going to let them have this round as long as I'm still in the ring. And if you think about a farmer, you know, you have to trust that as a farmer or a gardener, more than likely a gardener, that, you know, you've done everything you've done to nourish your soil. You sowed your seeds. You've done everything you needed to do to nurture that seed to help really develop and cultivate those roots. Um, You've brought light, you've brought care, and you've brought protection. Weeding out anything that is dead to you in that situation to ensure that nothing is hindering the growth and the prosperity of your of your garden you know what I mean you you are doing everything you need to do to see the fruits of your labor and the only way you're going to do that is you're going to have to step back you're going to have to put the garden tools down take off the gloves and trust that even though you can't see it that it is still working on your behalf and that's where I'm at right now I decided that I'm gonna take a step back from one of my major projects. And this is a very, very big project that I cannot wait to share with you. And I hate that I feel like I'm going to put even a bigger delay in it, but I felt like if I didn't do this today, then I would have lost it all in the end. I would have done more damage holding on Knowing it was it was meant for me to sit still and go take a rest, you know. You look at, you know, a star player, you know, a coach has to know when to bring them in and pull them out. You have to know. It's all about chess. You got to know when to use your king and when to use your knight and when to use whatever else. You have to know because you do not want to lose the game trying to stay in it when in fact it was meant for you to step out in that moment and just go sit down, recollect yourself. And so that's what I decided to do. And I think the coolest part about it is once I made that decision today, um, I felt an immediate relief of pressure being lifted off of my shoulders. I felt as if it was one less thing. Like, I don't even know what to do with my free time right now. That's how crazy, (laughs) that's how crazy it is for me. Um, I feel as if I just, I needed it. I needed this this space for myself because I have been doing so much, trying to make everything happen. I'm trying to be this person, trying to do these things, trying to continue this, trying to finish writing this, trying to make this happen because God forbid if TT on the mic doesn't do it, God forbid if I don't get famous, quote unquote, And it's just like, God forbid if you have a heart attack or a stroke because you're sleeping two hours every 24 hours. God forbid if you literally pass out and no one's there to realize that you're laying there unconscious because you forgot to eat two days in a row. God forbid. All because you wanted to make sure that you were consistent to yourself. So you're literally sacrificing your own health and well-being for what? And I just realized life is too short. 
life is way too short. There are so many people that would give anything in the world to just have taken another breath on this earth. And I'm sure if they were granted that breath, that they wouldn't have spent it obsessing over work or over a project or over this. They probably would have spent it loving themselves a little bit longer, loving those around them who cared for them a little bit more. And that's what I decided to do. That's what I decided to do. And I think it was crazy because I was talking to one of my Lyft passengers last night and she recommended I check out this podcast called The Anxious Achiever. And so I'm going to check it out and I want you guys to check it out and just tell me what you think because I know I have a lot of anxious achievers (laughs) Um, that probably would listen to this podcast And just in life, I know so many people who literally are high performing people with anxiety and depression. And it's crazy because, you know, we think so much about, you know, where we want to be. And there's so much pressure on us from an early childhood perspective of, you know, do you know who you want to be? Where do you want to go? Your career? Like, and we think it's all cute in third grade when it's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you're, I remember as a kid, the pressure of making sure that when it was my turn, I had something impressive to say because I didn't want to say something that someone else said and or I didn't want to say something that I felt like was too basic or generic and that everybody made fun of me on the playground. And it's like, why do we put this pressure on ourselves? Why? Just it <laughs> should it matter what I want to be when I grow up at three years old, at eight years old? Shouldn't I just be learning? Like, let me grow into that. And in due time, it will happen. It will come to me if it's meant to. You know what I mean? So at the age of 31, I feel like I have so much more to learn and discover about myself. And I'm in this place where I am solidifying my standards and my values, not only to others, but to myself. And I'm learning to stand firm in that. And it's not easy coming from someone who used to struggle with people-pleaser syndrome, who would literally give you the last bite of my sandwich, knowing you have food just because you wanted it, but I didn't want to say no. You know what I mean? So in 2020, we're not doing that. Um, We're not. We're going to literally learn to sit down take a deep breath and just say, you know what? I need a break and take that break. We are taking breaks in 2020. We are going to accomplish our goals. We're going to do it in a way that still allows us to have our right mind at the end of the day. And there's no way you can do it if you are not sleeping, not eating, not giving yourself Uh, um, a recharge moment not giving yourself an opportunity to press your own reset button and I'm taking my mental health personally um, on a whole different level because I am an anxious achiever I am that one that struggles with so many things um, emotionally and mentally and it really has affected me professionally um, in this season And I just refuse to allow 
that to be the case. And I don't care if it's a divine delay. I've, trust me, I've lived through many divine delays and it's done nothing but bring me closer to my purpose. You know what I mean? I'd rather step back than step forward than run forward and fall and never be able to get up because I never was able to take a step back and have a rest. Everyone needs resting periods. I don't care how great you are. None of us are robots. None of us. And we need that moment to recharge so that our bodies can know, okay, (laughs) we got this. You know what I mean? This morning I was driving and it was to the point where I literally had to pull over. I couldn't even make it back home. I had to pull over in a Whataburger parking lot and literally go to bed. I slept in my car last night because all I thought about was I got to make this go. I have to reach this goal. I have to make this happen. And it was raining. It was flooding. And I, my goal was I have to reach this goal. And I ended up not even reaching the goal. That's the sad part. I still was below the goal. And now not only am I under the goal, but it's storming. It is raining. And I am at least 40 minutes away from my house. Could be worse. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up having to just fall asleep in my car. Right there. <laughs> and when I woke up, I woke up to a phone call from a mentor who has been working me, working with me on this big project that I have going on. And she's offered me to take breaks before and I just would always say I'm okay I just need a moment to recollect I'll be okay and she was like but are you gonna take that moment and so she asked me again today after I said I really regret not taking your advice and taking that break and she said well you know you still can and we talked and after a brief explanation I realized this is your last chance to listen to yourself and to, for once and for all, give yourself the love and need, no matter what other people would think. And I decided, yeah, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take a break from this project and I'll come back in April. That sounds like a decent amount of time. And if I need more time or less time, I'll let you know, but I'm taking this break. I'm I'm gonna have this moment. And man, It was probably the best decision I've made today. So now that I'm home, I done went in the kitchen. I done put me some pork chops in the oven. About to make me some black eyed peas and broccoli and rice to go with it. Me and my grandma finna feast. I have two beautiful bottles of Stella Rosa. I'm probably gonna clean my room and binge watch This Is Us or Grey's Anatomy. And I'm gonna sit my ass down. And I suggest my anxious achievers, my high performers to do the same. And I want you guys to check out the Anxious Achievers podcast and tell me what you think about it. I'm going to definitely subscribe. And I thank God for my Lyft um, passenger, Heather, for suggesting it to me. And it's another article that I think it was on Reddit talking about the burnout generation, talking about how we are, as millennials, the burnout generation. And I feel like between the pressures that we put on ourselves plus the pressures that 
society put on us, our families, you know, for me being 31, you know, I always get looked at with that look when I'm playing with someone's child of why you don't have your own kids. And it doesn't matter how kind or courteous people try to be with it. Of course, it's going to be something that it's a, it's a personal topic. Do I want kids? Yes, I do. Yeah, I want to be, I want to be somebody's mother. I have so many nicknames, but my ultimate nickname I cannot wait to be called is Mommy. The first time my baby called me Mommy, I'm probably going to cry, speak in tongues. They're going to have to pull me off their floor. Because that in itself is a testimony. And the pressure of knowing that there's this biological clock that's ticking. And the closer you get to a certain age, the closer you go downhill, the louder those ticks get until time, quote unquote, runs out. And of course, any woman would love to be able to give birth to her children biologically. But for me, I'm honestly in a place where I'd rather wait and have children knowing that when they came into this world or they came into my life, however they come, that they come into a healthy environment, a healthy atmosphere for not only them, but me and their father. You know what I mean? And it's going to take that time because it took me years to realize that I needed to have this moment to realize what I needed for myself. And so there's that pressure of your biological clock is ticking or what are you doing with your career? When are you going to lose weight? Um, how come you ain't famous yet? Or the, oh God, I'm, I can do a whole series on just the pressures of life and the shoulders. You know, so many people around me um, say what I should do. Should, should, should. You should go into this. Have you ever considered that? You should, you should, you should. And it's like, are you going to help me get there, sis? <laughs> no? Okay, you should just keep me in your prayers and keep your comments to yourself. Because right now, I have so many shoulds backed up that I can't accept anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so much going on. And so that all is just running through your head all day to the point where you feel like, what is the point? What's the point? And I just got so overwhelmed lately where I've lost my drive. I haven't lost my passion, but I've lost my momentum. I know that I'll have something to do and I know that it needs to get done by a certain time. And I'm just laying there like, forget it. Forget it. I don't even care. I'm tired. I just want to rest. I can't rest. And once you rest, you realize you ain't do what you're supposed to do. So now it triggers your depression because you're disappointed in yourself, which triggers your anxiety because now you're behind on other things, which triggers your depression because, and it's just literally a seesaw of what the hell is going on in my mind. And so I decided that I'm just sit my ass down. So I don't know who needs to hear this <laughs> podcast today, but in the name in the words of Coach Diana Williams of DD4L, sis, sit your ass down. Sit your ass down, sis. Have a whole cushion, love, massage, pedicure seat, sis. Have a whole seat. Matter of fact, you know what I'm doing? 
You know what I'm going to do next week, y'all? Or, or probably this week since it's Monday. I'm going to go get a pedicure. I'm probably going to get a good massage. I'm going to just go sit down. I want to be pampered. I want to be loved on. I don't want to do anything that requires pressure. I want to literally just be. To clear my head. And then, then once I'm ready, once my body and my spirit has said, all right, sis, we ready. We go. We good now. We good. We ready. We ready to get back in the ring. Let's go finish this fight. Then I'm going to go. And I'm going to go back to stepping on next. But right now, I need to go have a seat and have a moment to chew it up with Twix. And chew it up with God. Chop it up with God. Because clearly, clearly, I'm burnt out. This has been another episode brought to you by TT on the mic with Dope Conversations. I love you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And let me know something that you feel like you need to do less of. What is something that you're willing to take a break from in order to get your mental health or your emotional health or just your physical health in order you know let's talk about it let's make it happen make sure you follow me on instagram at tt on the mic on twitter at underscore tt on the mic and on facebook at tt on the mic i love you guys and i'll talk to you later bye It's your girl TT on the mic. Another episode of Dope Conversations. Listen, I'm with here. In here with my friends. I'm with here. <laughs> I'm with here. <laughs> you making me burp. I promise y'all we ain't drunk. We should be. I got a bottle of the ground in the trunk. Moving along. Take a shot. <laughs> so we just finished. I'm with my friends Morgan and Trey. A.K.A. Morgie and Booger. But y'all can't call them that. Y'all can't call them that to my two listeners. Say that it's for you because you always wanted me to do an episode where I'm talking to people and not just myself. Ha ha. Nigga, quit humming. And you, well, you the other, you the other one besides Sadie. And and there there you go. Like, like, there there you go. (laughs) First of all, sis, I just want you to know that, like, the vlogs are coming. (laughs) Anyway. So y'all, we just had a whole, a whole chill day. We were all, all well, technically, well, you went to work. work. You went to work, but I, I've decided to take a sabbatical, which I've already previously discussed in my last episode. And Booger was off. Morgie worked, so we went out to. Um, we went to eat. I'm not even going to say the name of the restaurant because they might be listening. But I just want to let them know that we really can screw up for the <laughs> the shystiness that was delivered to me tonight. Oh, fact! Tuesday! I've never been so disappointed. We right here. Like, I can go from parking lot to parking lot. Bloop, bloop, and we there. Okay? Oh, look at there. Look at that. Look at him. Jesus Christ. Dude, 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 dude. I bet he finna start doing like the rise. Oh, don't look over here. Oh, he walked fast. Suave man. Yeah, we still in the car in the parking lot. Anyway. El Tempo. El Tempo. That's the restaurant. Moving along, y'all, because all of our ADD gonna kick in at some point. 
Uh, so we just finished watching the photograph with my husband, Lakeith. Excuse me. <laughs> my God. <laughs> and my girl, Issa Rae. And we're just going to talk about this whole little experience. First of all, I think it was a very nice movie. I think we all, I said that quietly. Okay. So <laughs> what, before I saw the movie, I read, oh, this is all the love story that we really need. We, meaning black people, mm-hmm. we really needed this exactly. movie. So I went in with high expectations high hopes okay <laughs> so america black people lower those expectations oh <laughs> wow bring it down like to the middle you <laughs> made a fool <laughs> they did shiz wow b that's how you feel son yes that ass so Where's the story? Tell me if you can tell me. Okay, I can tell you. Let me try to tell you the story. Once upon a time, not long ago, somebody was um sad, sad. So great grandma. Okay, and it was the great. Mom. Wait, wait, wait! I ain't see the great granny. Which was her? I mean, not the great granny. I'm sorry, because she didn't have no baby. She, the grandmama, then but the mama. Somebody had to have a baby if it's a mama or a grandmama. Well, I meant like not Issa. Issa didn't have a baby, so it can't be. Right, 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 right. The the granddaughter. Yes. The widow. So basically, so there's a journalist who is coming in, and for some reason, for me, I feel like there wasn't enough focus on why are you so interested in this specific story. Right. I just feel like they said he was down there. So for one, he was down there in New Orleans to interview the guy. The, the the dad he was down there to interview uh-huh. him about the BP oil spill. And That's right. The community and how they were making money, and the dad was a fisherman, so he was down there to to I guess he was a pretty renowned fisherman in the mm-hmm. area, so he was down there to interview him about that, and that's why he started talking about that. You you show right because he yeah. ever since that now <laughs> that boy turned that wait a minute Lakeith. Okay, I don't care what your character call for. I don't care what the script call for. Don't you ever turn down. Do you know what I got today on my plate? Don't you ever turn. He turned down. It looks so good. It looks so. I'm just so confused as to how you got from the oil spill. Because he's already connected to her. So he was sharing the story. And once you share the story, he started looking. Oh, look at them. Oh, they flirting and shit. That's ooh. <laughs> oh wait, let me Bitch, see. We're recording. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is this is my podcast. Okay, anybody who knows me, know I got an ADD. They're gonna be alright. So, um, also, and if you're listening to this right now, don't don't call me because I don't want my shit to go out. Anyway, but um, what was that? It could be live. I think so. I don't know. We're still learning that part. Moving along. So, yeah, he was, Mr. Peter was connected because he was talking about, and that his that fishing was part of his story. She was part of his story. And so then he started sharing pictures, and then he started talking about her, which led to him wanting to know more about her. And then he found her daughter, and then da 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 But um, I think it just all came together. He just wanted kind of like to be with the daughter. Yeah. Um, and so that's I, not what your assignment was, sir. But and you then know, you left me to go to London. I mean, how I you leave? But, you know, you know. Okay, so here's. 
Okay, my issue with the movie <laughs> was that I wasn't playing Issa's role in the part where she started dancing and praying. And that's all I'm going to say. I feel like it it was definitely he moved very fast. Um, the and and not just Lakeith's character, but the actual movie, like the pace of the story, moved fast. And I, I felt like there were a lot of jumps in the movie. Yeah. What do you think about it, Booker? Um, it needs to be rewritten. I, I feel like it could be so much more, but it just needs to be. Slow down and read. Get more detail. I don't feel like it was. I feel like it didn't give. Um, I feel like it didn't need to be slowed down because it wasn't really trying to. They weren't really trying to like do the whole. So they weren't trying to do the whole long term love story like the Notebook or something like that, where you see them first meet until they all the way until they. What do you want? Like you don't have like <laughs> several years into this relationship. This is like the no. beginning of a relationship. Potentially, it could. For all we know, I don't think they should make a sequel because I like how the movie. Yeah, no, I think they should leave it. Like there is so much left to where this relationship could go that they could. They have plenty of you know space for. I think the yeah. job was to make the viewers wonder. Yeah, exactly. And the I job think was to start the openings. Of yeah. The and to, and just to see where our mind goes, let me tell you something. The chemistry was definitely there. Um, I never, yeah, whoo, Lord, I was have to go to the car to get one of these little drinking drinks and open them up. Cause go get a shorty forty out of the trunk. Like twice, yeah. Whatever. Okay. And, and I went Carol. We was very passionate. It was passionate. Look up, booger. Some, there was some long ass sex scenes then because these motherfuckers was fucking. <laughs> it was see, booger, booger. You know what I'm saying? Like you on, you wouldn't appreciate <laughs> the fine design. Issa, going to be able to listen to this episode. I just want to let you know that I love you and um, Lakeith. If you ever watching, I just want to let you know you, you my husband. I'll do anything. I will make you red beans and rice. I'll make you red beans and rice every damn day. My grandma got. Hey, I got a great ass Buddha and ball recipe. I have to sit between for two hours. That baby got rice. Did you see him? Oh, we ain't even talk about it. We ain't even talk about it. We ain't even gonna talk about it. We ain't even gonna talk about get out because they did my man wrong. And then even turned around and did the the um the movie. When he was in the call center, that nigga. Had oh, the you know what? You know what's voice. funny? You know what? I was laughing at the part when uh, you could tell he was about to go into the hole. I'm good. I'm straight. And the movie, I was like, yeah, man, how are you? You look. I'm trying to get like you. Well, I'm trying, I was waiting for him to come into the sorry to bother you, but they, they. I was waiting for there to be some get out. Um, references. Where are all these little teenagers coming from? Y'all ain't got no curfew. I was waiting. Y'all know damn well it is after twelve thirty one. This is how I know that our black culture movies are fucked up because when um, the mom came in for a little beer or whatever, and then the boyfriend showed up, I thought he was gonna like rape her or some shit. That's how. Yeah. That's how you know. Like if he had a. That, like if he but had an eye. The point of why people was hyping this movie so much mm-hmm. because throughout this entire movie, you didn't see none of that shit. Like probably yeah. the most fucked up. 
And it wasn't even really fucked up. It was just kind of a mom being confident. Yeah. It was the relationship between her and her mom where her mom was kind of pushing her away. Yeah. That was, and it was I feel was, like a lot of it was her mom was trying to teach her in her own way. Like, she was raised, like... You have you can't depend on nobody. Exactly. Like, Especially, I think her mom knew she was sick, yeah. and I need. I think that so the grandma and the mama was sick. Well, I'm t- I'm talking about uh, Issa Rae's mom, right. Issa Rae's mom's mom. Yeah, Issa Rae's grandmother. So they, but they both were sick. Cause yeah, the mama died because she was sick too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they both get sick. Everybody gets sick, and I tell nobody. I think she got a lot of <laughs> habits from her mother, which <laughs> is like. definitely like in the black community. Period. We like a lot of times you look at a dysfunctional family, and if you ever watch an episode of Ian Levanzant, to say you know to help forgive someone. To help forgive her mom, you have to understand that she did the best she could with what she had, what she knew. And it was because of what she was taught. And I think that was how Issa Rae's grandmother was taught, which is why Issa Rae's mother uh, okay, actually, was like so that. Okay, actually, so now that I'm a mom, I guess I can speak on that. No, wrong. God damn it. Because my mama tore my ass up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm, normal, I'm now more of a, let's talk this out. What's going on? Why? Is this happening? Let's do the gentle approach. And if you don't take that, then I'm going to tell your ass up. Well, but. no, but that's definitely still part of the point. Like, one thing you learn from your parents is either what you're going to do or what you definitely won't do. And that's just, that's this life in general. Like, I, I can list at least 50 million things about just what I will not do as a mother based off of what I've learned as a child. And I've learned about at least two million things about what I will do and what I want to do as a mother and as a woman based off of what I've learned as a child from my mother, from my grandmother, from my dad, from how the men treated women in my family. You know what I mean? And so I think what I could relate to this movie so much is because you see you you see the vulnerability of the woman and how hard it was for her. Because I think people think that people like Issa Rae's mom, who t- tends to, like, move around a lot, mm-hmm. they think it's easy for her. But mm-hmm. she kept saying, like, it's hard to say goodbye. I'm not good with goodbyes. I never was good yeah, with goodbyes. Fight between what you, your love and your passion. Yeah. She loved that man, but... She wanted, she had her own passion. She wanted to do something mm-hmm. that he wasn't really trying to do at that point. Because what he knew how to do was to cry. Exactly. And that's so. what he, and exactly, that was his passion. And that's why his, pa- his love was leave. her, and his passion was to be, uh, was to stay there and fish for the rest of his life. But her yeah. passion was to go somewhere else, even though they shared a love for each other. He definitely was serving me Bubba from Forrest Gump. Girl, <laughs> but, ooh, you know, I just, uh, my God, my thing is. Look like that. Oh, they do look like that. No, they don't. Yeah, they they're do. Just... No, they not. Which ones you had? Them the ones that be serving that shrimp, that the crawfish without seasoning, like the fuck we got. <laughs> I caught a tilapia tonight. Girl, we're no. all gonna get cancer in ten years. No, like. <laughs> we're all gonna die. No, but um, I'm still pissed off at my fish. Girl. I'm still pissed off in my face. I don't even talk fish, about it. Fish, the, the, movie. the corn was good. It's just all sad. Um, I cried, and I'm gonna tell you why. Baby, you didn't <laughs> cry. You fucking boohoo. You had you cleared out the theater. Boo-hoo. Do you hear me? What were you crying for? Okay, okay. The audience. 
Because I would like to know. Because you, you know, you you are fifty percent of. <laughs> I laughed. I died. Okay, laughed. so. Train out. <laughs> That's because Booger, Booger. I, don't, I think he reached his quota with me tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I think Booger has like a whole jar of deal with Tierra points, and I think I used about ninety eight percent watching the movie, and then I threatened him in mid movie. Cause I was like, if you ever leave me like this nigga did to go to London, I swear to God, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and I made a pinky swear he tried to bite my pinky. Goddamn. No, you son, like I'm dead ass. Like, don't you ever look at me. Don't you ever try to leave me, B. I don't care with your haircut. Thank you. <laughs> Moving along. Now you see where I get that from. No, bitch. <laughs> Why you were crying? I was trying to deflect. <laughs> Because we need to know. Y'all know. We don't. Y'all know. We really don't. Wow, B. So we ain't just had this talk. Oh, we did. (laughs) That ass. (laughs) No, before we go to that, let me tell you what I was pissed off about, yo. Like, (laughs) let me tell you what activated Shaquita and Ali Santiago from the Boogie Down Bronx, from the streets or whatever. So, she called you, right? May called you. You look at her phone. I knew it was going to do that, too. I knew it was going to do it with his Because it's the principle. You do not. If I call. It's hot. Thank you so much. If I call you, you got to answer the phone. I don't care if you're dead. You got to let me know that you died. And then we'll talk about it. And I'll let you know if you can still stay dead. Okay? Dude. You literally, I bet you if, if she was coming to give you some of that Uchiwala Bang Bang treatment, you would ask that phone? Hmm? Oh, nah, wow. Really? Depends on how you feel? You know what? I, I Ain't nothing but ladies that listen to my podcast, okay? Now, granted, there's only two of them. But, but when when it's more ladies, it's going to be, they, you ain't going to never get no shucky ducky. Mm. Okay, because they're going to be like, oh, he don't care about women. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh, girlfriend. That is a fuckboy. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what's wrong with it. Girl, if you don't quit scoop the little Sala. Y'all, we, we people watching as we do in this podcast episode. This is a unique one. Okay, so, let me, so I was I was big mad on that because... Yeah, I'm big. Let me tell you, let me tell you what, what this movie really did for me. It really showed me how much I can relate to the fuckery that we deal with in relationships. You know what I mean? And to just black love, period. But I ain't gonna lie. When he didn't answer that phone and the fact that he looked at that phone and didn't answer it, I thought about all the times when I called somebody and I know that they keep their phone on them 24-8. And you mean to tell me that you you don't see my call? Mm. Hmm? Mm. Bim? Mm. Press? Mm. Ha! Mm. Fry? Ha! So I was big tight. You know what I mean? Because I was just like, wow, B, like, that's what we doing? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> were we doing this when we were in the hurricane? Hmm? Because you could let me at my house in the flood. This we could have left me if, not, if you was going to be this full of crap. But let me tell you what made me cry. Because at the end, like, first of all, he was all the way in London. I didn't like how he told her. I didn't like that he waited until 
You know what I mean? My thing is, I was like, why would you not have good connection? Why would you not communicate with her knowing damn well you're doing a whole story on her father? Mm. Knowing that you was going to, and knowing eventually they were going to connect. She but she knew that they were connected she knew that she he was connected to her mom and she was connected to her mom but again she didn't know the father she didn't even know the man she didn't know that man was her father so but he knew that she called he knew she called him she he knew she called him die she he knew she he she he knew he was father he <laughs> he knew. He knew. <laughs> he, <laughs> you're not finna boogie your way out of this, okay? He knew she called him. You know she called him for what is the point of that? Wow, the point is the. You know First what the point all, is? Point to the green button on your phone. Point to the green button on your phone. Point to the green button on your phone and me, press let me, it. Let me tell you something. Oh, you still talking? I thought you was talking. Well, I thought we were still talking about the father. No, oh. no, I'm, I'm, I'm dead I'm ass on dude. Have sex oh, okay. with a man, and I call this nigga. I'm not arguing that. Yeah, he he not. You better answer that motherfucker home. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. Cause I'm a snatcher. He thought we were talking about Peter. Yeah, I thought we were still talking Whole neck. <laughs> but okay, but wait. Okay, so I was crying because I was like, I, y'all, okay. How do I say this without spitting my whole bean out of my pot? Um, how about this? Um, I know someone who could truly relate to the difficulties of long distance relationships. Mm. And. To be the one, to be the one who put forth all the effort to never receive any reciprocity, any communication, any effort, any just anything to make you feel like you are not fighting in this alone. And what pissed me off, I was like, part of me was like, oh, this is so sweet. And the other part was like, I feel like the director just justified the bullshit of men mm-hmm. because oftentimes in this situation he really didn't do a good job of communicating i think we were so caught up into the sexual chemistry that none of us decided to realize that this this nigga really ain't communicate with the damn he ain't tell her his past he was all up in her life ain't mm-hmm. tell about his the nieces the nieces that i already spewed all of it the whole story was about. So he asked her about her, her boyfriend or anything like that. I'm just talking about life in general. He did because he asked. He did her, actually. Um, has she ever been her, engaged like, Ashley, in community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and she just happened to offer that up. He wasn't yeah, even talking about it. Man, son, I'm saying, man. Okay, but my thing is like, I feel like he's still. As as much as this dude was kind of like trying to make it seem like, oh, you could you could stay. We could we could make this work. We could make this work. But then on the flip side, well, we're not together, so I didn't feel like I need to tell you about a woman that I was about to marry. Marry, and then the kids tell you. You know, kids don't be lying. And you know that they, they don't. Girl, they tell you the tea, tea <laughs> the whole tea, like, baby, the pot, the kettle, the gas on the <laughs> stove, the propane under it, baby. They told all the tea. Oh, spoiler alert! We we basically dissected photograph. I ain't saying it. <laughs> 
alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I'll put that as a uh, <laughs> Mm. Definitely, yeah. Shed all your stuff. Yeah, like, just spill all your. See, my, if that was my my if that was my childhood, but the moment the moment the street lights come on, it's go wash up, eat your dinner, make sure you put on your night gloves, help clean up the kitchen, and take your ass to bed. But I was definitely one of them kids that would stay at the corner listening to grown folks' conversation. I did. Cause I used no, to ma'am. Die. I remember we tried to run around and play one time, and she locked all eight of us up and whooped our asses. Damn. From oldest to youngest. So, no, we did not. <laughs> we had them Southern Bell, Louisiana, East Texas aunties and mamas. We did not play. <laughs> if they say go to bed, if they said it's time to go to sleep, all the kids in the back room, that's what you did. I used to stay up and listen to uh, comedy shows when they'd be watching Cat Williams. Oh, the yeah. Oh, bitch, I was laughing. Not Cat Williams, you yeah, young. Child. Baby, I would think you finna say uh, comedy. What was that? Comic View? Oh, I could watch and, that. Uh, I could watch that. All, you know what I used to love watching as a kid? I had the tape. It was the uh, Nothing But The Funk Tour hosted by Sinbad. Mm. And it was literally like all your favorite R&B artists on one stage. From Osley Brothers to whomever else and i just remember i used to jam it until my mama gave the damn tape to my aunt nina who never gave it back and i used to go to sleep to it it was my favorite thing it, it's to showtime apollo and flavor tv i love showtime apollo that was my shit but y'all we are so off topic topic okay back <laughs> sorry y'all um but no like so Sadie is really gonna love this episode because she's like, "Oh my gosh, you're not talking to yourself." Oh my god, <laughs> I love you, Sadie. When you listen to this, she's like, "I just love how <laughs> you really incorporated." Laugh. <laughs> like, Sadie gave Moku shout outs because I, I, when I tell you that's that is my cousin, that is my cousin. But no, like I cried so hard because it felt like it, it, it was just okay, hold so on. romantic. Hold on. Hmm. She said, I cried so hard. Baby. Emphasis <laughs> on the heart. I mean, literally fell out the chair. Do you hear me? I had to help her out. Okay? Continue. Because, baby, I had, she cried. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what the fuck. I had a 10-year-old, no, 2-year-old meltdown. Because you took my lollipop out of my head because there was a roach crawling on it. Baby. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> that one of them hissy fits. Baby. And then I tried to recline it while I was getting up and I fell. I'm sick of these new age chairs. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, like, just thinking about how, like, dang, like, they really finna make this work, y'all. And like, how I, I I think you really cried because she bought that nigga them tickets. And that's then, oh, you know what? That's where it low key started because it was just like I'm so her. I'm so her, yo, and I'm tired of being her. Be her for me, but in the him because I'm I'm I want a him. I can't. But you understand what I'm saying. But he's just not. He was so he low key was still wrong because still he didn't tell her nothing. His and communication then, was off. Weak. No signal. Piss poor. 
Terrible. His, I don't know what was worse tonight. His but communication the, or the waitress' communication about the size of my goddamn fish. <laughs> bitch, she said that was gonna be some thick fish. <laughs> this bitch cut a full Wait. fucking piece of fish in half Wait, and fried it. Oh, it's another piece under the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie I I saw myself represented so much I saw my grandmother I saw my mother and I saw how how we as women really do fight to not be that woman that literally like she said my biggest accomplishment every day cannot be making your dinner mm-hmm. and who I never related to that because I just be damned <laughs> Baby, now y'all know me. Y'all, anybody know me know that if I pull out Sheila, hmm. I ain't gonna name her Sheila. I'm gonna name her. Ooh, I'm gonna name her Angela. If I pull out Angela, Angela spicy. Baby, Angela. If I pull out that Pyrex baking dish, just know whatever goes in is gonna come out in a whole nother level of abundance. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just I think she was pregnant. She when was. She was making them red beans right. She did you see the pudge the, in the in the jacket? Yeah. But was his wife pregnant too? Because mm, the way she the, was walking and the way he was helping her down. Yes, I was like, oh, bitch, I don't, you better not be pregnant because I'm. I don't know because I don't think he touched. I think he was just trying to help her down because she was in heels and it was an incline. Girl. That's what I'm hoping it was. And the way she got the chair though, the car, she was like, oh, probably was running that damn truck. Circulation all off. <laughs> but, you know, for me, it was just like, I was just like, man, I am that woman who put forth the effort. And it was good to see someone who actually definitely wanted to pursue it. Like, you could tell he wanted it, but like his brother said. He was so scared, but then he was like, always like. He was scared, but he was intense, but he was nonchalant at the same time. Yes, it's like he wanted her, but he also did yeah, that was, you know, that was. And we are not. First of all, lean forward. Lean forward to give your perspective, my guy. I said what I said. Is that not realism? But my microphone. Completely, nobody's completely going into any relationship completely on board. He, especially, he just met this person, but he but really. You, but he pursued her. That's not real, though. He had a real connection with her. I did come to you. Legitimate connection, and he didn't fake anything about it. When you talk about him not offering up what he had, when he asked her that question, first of all, he was asking it casually. He wasn't really interrogating her. He had just met her. He asked her, oh, so you're doing this now? She was like, well, actually, I broke up with the last person that I had. She offered that up willingly. All right, true, true. He, okay, true. She offered that up willingly. He did not want to talk about that because it wasn't something he was willing to uh, But he was still about. getting off flirtation. He did, no, Box. I'm saying, but as far, I'm talking about as far as him and the girl he was with, he probably wanted to just put that behind him because he wasn't interested in her like that. But they anymore. also both have um, staying together. I don't know what that is. Not trust issues, but um, commitment issues. Yes, yeah, they they both had commitment issues. Exactly. Yeah. So because she had broke up with her whole 
fiance, almost fiance. The day he asked her to marry him. Yeah. The day he asked her to marry. But my thing is, in the words of a brilliant lyricist, vocalist, and actress, if you don't want me, then don't talk to me. Mm. Who said he didn't want her? Okay, well, yeah. If you ain't want to do the work, my nigga, don't fucking talk to me, yo. Because you because you left, yo. You fucking left me here. You left me here. I have a question because this shit really had me confused as fuck. How close is New Orleans to New York? Oh. Because they was driving and they drove like it was like what you mean? No, they both flew didn't they no I thought they drove maybe they got a rental car cause that's them are they cars they, they, I, they, think, I think I thought they was driving in town see that's the power of editing for you because I I didn't even think about that girl I wasn't even considering I wasn't even considering that actually I was just I was like well they got there safely that's and lovely that's said, the first time he was like I just got off the plane this and that so yeah I'm pretty sure they was okay. cars. true so yeah but she said that's my car, you know, she said, "Don't put on, put on, don't put on Drake in my car." I don't want to see. Yeah, but oh, I mean, okay, I mean, I mean, technically, even if it's my rental car, it's my car. Okay, true. You know what I mean? Just like it's rental cars are like weave of of cars. She drove, maybe so. In that instance, maybe she drove because she, for one thing, she had just got that news, so yeah. she didn't want. It's like she knew that it was probably going to be something that she was going to stay there longer than a. Than she might expect to, so she might. Did it seem like Daddy car. was trying to put her out the house? Cause he was like, "Well, well what are you doing?" But, no, I, he in that scene, I think he was trying to push her not to make the same mistake. Lean forward, booger. And her mother made. I think that he didn't want her to get, like he said, he didn't want it to be the situation where it was so much time passed in between it that they didn't know how to come back to each other. He was yeah. so in love with her. The daddy exactly. was so in love with her. And I was oh. so disappointed that that nigga got married two months. You know what hurt me the most was you could tell that even after, like even you remember when they, when he saw when the, when, when May was like four mm-hmm. and you know, he was like, well, at least let me take you to the bus station. He was, you could see the love in his eyes. And I think, I think He's always, even in the beginning of the movie, while he was telling his story, I think he always had hope that he would see her again. Mm-hmm. And what broke my heart was the fact that the two months that when that he had to find out through the daughter that he never knew he had, but had an inkling that he had mm-hmm. that she was gone. And well, I think he, oh, I, I think a, I, I think a part of him, I think a part of him died mm-hmm. with her in that moment. Mm-hmm. But Big, yeah. I found a, the the parallel between that situation was that he lost the love of his life, but he just gained his daughter a new love of his life. He mm-hmm. just gained something completely new from life. So even though he lost that thing, it's always a balance. He got something that he didn't because he didn't say anything about him having any other kids with his yeah. other wife or anything like that. He just found out that even though they broke up all these years ago, he still had something and somebody to remember her through. Mm-hmm. And a new relationship to start with her. Girl, when the friend, when she called her friend and she said, Girl. My mama died, I felt that whole, that drop yeah. that she yeah. had, that was a whole 10 pound. Yeah. <laughs> what? My mama? And just when you thought you was on your feet making stuff happen for your life, she had a little corporate hairstyle. She read that damn interview of a field time. Did I say you were talented? You don't have to say I'm talented, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> You look like you cut the crust off your sandwiches, bitch. You ain't talented. Okay? Right. Cornifius Benjamin. 
Franklin. Okay? You're not talented. Pack y'all shit. Look at me. Right. I got the job. Okay. I was like, thank God. But I just, you Slowly know. Rooting, quietly rooting for that girl. Right. Okay. Look, listen here. Look, you're calling. <laughs> nah, we got to get that dude another one. What's, what's another one? Um, and Meg Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barney. Arnold. 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 He is such an Arnold. An Ernie. Ernie, Ernie. <laughs> rubber ducky, you're the one. <laughs> oh, there we go, Timothy. No, no, no. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. Cecil. Girl, that nigga named Cecil. Now I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> I can't. Like that whole movie was just. I love like, it. Like, it's piecing together, but it's still no story. I think I, mean, I it's think it's one of those movies that you definitely have to watch feel good. over and over again because it's. I think there are any windows that we probably missed. Any movie where it's like where they telling two mo- where they telling two stories side by side is always. It was a parallel. It's a little part of it missing because they focusing on both stories. It was low key three stories in one. Yeah, hmm. it was yeah. love. It was a love story. It was two love stories. And then it was her history and his, and his history. It was damn, it's like four. Yeah, so it because was, the actually mom, it was five because you got to remember the mom was doing her him, own thing. him actually in his life evolving yeah. and going off to London and saying that it, it was actually more than that. But just, I don't even want to unfold. I'm just so mad that they go went to London. Like you already, had it was so easy before you met me. That's what it seemed like. And then you got accepted to London, but then you just told me about London, even though you was already accepted for London. I think that he didn't plan. I feel like if he would have met her, exactly. I feel like if he would have met her before he did that uh, audition for London, he probably wouldn't have even did it. You know what? Where he was at, or he would have talked to her, and they would have figured something else to where they could go. If they wanted to go somewhere else, they could go somewhere and do the the same things they're doing, Mm -hmm. but together in an easier way. I think the other thing that I would have loved to see, and because I I really lost my bet tonight, but I would have loved to see them hold out on sex just a few scenes longer. Like, trust me, I enjoyed the ride when I got in the car. (laughs) However. <laughs> it would have been nicer if y'all went through some traffic first. You know what I mean? It, you know, it ain't have to be five o'clock, but at least six ten with construction. You know what I'm saying? Not two ninety. Damn sure not two eighty eight. Give me, give me Westheimer, Montrose. I don't love to lunch out. You know what I'm saying? Just don't don't I mean, make it so it easy. They made they did handle it tastefully in the chemistry alone. Yeah. No wait, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Baby, the way Mr. Peter looked at her mama when she took off that damn green emerald dress and welcomed him to Emerald City. <laughs> Baby in that damn Lackawanna Blues room. <laughs> okay. Look like the same room where Ray Charles first I'm started. Baby, the way he seemed looked. like they was it back in the day. But they're the younger voices, you know, they seem like, you know, recent. But I was like, where the fuck are they from? Like, where are y'all? <laughs> a from? little bit of Detroit, a little bit of Brooklyn, a little bit of Louisiana. But I go to Louisiana no, sometimes. There's never gonna be any worse. You know what? <laughs> oh god. That's, that's the point. I wanna, what, what, what's this thing? 
Mimi, when you see footprints across the sky. Bitch, no. Because they were sounding like they was trying to be from Louisiana, but they weren't from Louisiana. I'm going like, to give it a Mobile, Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> uh, we're going to call it Dallas. <laughs> Port Dallas, okay? Trippity, what's up? No, but like, okay, so I, I I just gotta go back to it. This man saw God the moment this woman took off her clothes. This man, I pray, bitch. I don't even look at me. <laughs> if I look at myself like that in the mirror, it's because after I take that bra off and see them titties go from up to down. <laughs> It is not black girl magic, okay? It is definitely just gravity doing its job, and it hurts. It hurts my soul. The way this man admired this woman, the way he adored her, he loved her with his soul. Even when he gave up, he actually never stopped loving her. That's a I will always love you ass man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't do... Do you think we still had it to this day? fucking find it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hopefully I find it. You know. Hopefully. You know. But I just the movie overall even though it was some things that of course I think I think the thing is I think they wanted us to feel as uncomfortable as they were in those vulnerable moments. We, we are so doing the episode. We still doing the episode. We still doing the episode. We still doing the episode. My bad. <laughs> they gonna be like, what the hell? <laughs> but no, I think yeah, like this, like I said, I think they really wanted us to feel that awkward transition. Like maybe that's how it happened for them, so they had to or show cool. it to us like it's that. It's not just a moment about them falling in love. It's about them. It's about Working. them getting past their own insecurities, mm-hmm. so that they can come together. You better preach, Pastor Booger. <laughs> yes. I yes. loved it though, and I, I definitely cried. We know, um, but I promise the you, the whole movie. No, I did not cry the whole movie, bitch. yo. Okay, I did not cry the whole cry movie. The you cried at least three scenes, <laughs> at least three, and the last one was the last hoorah. Like, okay, when you first started crying, I was like, okay, it's gonna be you know quick, you know, N- bitch. You know, I was you got louder you know? <laughs> and louder. <laughs> And then next thing was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was trying to figure out what the fuck is she crying for? Like, I was really trying not, I was really trying to hold it. I was like, okay, okay, just shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. And the more I tried to hush, the more I started thinking about stuff. And I, I just, it just started getting personal with me. And I just felt like, Yo, like these niggas mad trifling. Like I never felt love like that. And then, and then I was like, okay, y'all gonna stop kissing because y'all gotta go in the concert for y'all miss you seat. Girl. You know what I mean? But you know, it was just, it was emotional for me. I just, I can relate, but I can't relate. So I'm big mad, but I do it. But the chemistry, like I just, ugh, whoo shit. They need to have a chemistry awards. <laughs> for these little actors here. Well, because, I don't know who will win because babe. Queen and Slum really gave me. They gave, they, bitch. You bitch, know what? I think you I would have cried like honestly, that. Honestly, I end. did cry at the end. I, but it was more, I was, have you seen it? Okay, never mind. 
Just okay. Just know. Are you going to see it? I'm gonna see. Yeah, I plan. I actually. Okay, well, we can't wait that one. But just know, the cameras. Okay, they sex scene. The sex scene was cool, <sighs> but it was. I think it. it it I just added up un- for me. It was like, damn. For me, honestly, I just, I was, I was pissed about it. I was sad, but I was like, fine. At least they know before they was gone. Shut the fuck. They said <laughs> something. You know. Okay. Well. Okay. For me, it was just like. I don't know how, but I know. For me, it's like, bitch, this wouldn't happen. I don't want to say it wouldn't happen if it weren't for you. But you, you, you totally were only on this date because you were bored and you feel sorry for him, and he could have been at home, chilling by himself, alive, alive. You could have been alive, and he wouldn't have to had that encounter with that. Anyway, we ain't gonna ever get on that. That's a whole nother movie. I'm just so mad. That's a whole nother movie. I can't. I can't even. I can't even tap into that because it's gonna. Ruin. Okay, well, well, we need to end this one. And it's gonna <laughs> Wow, <laughs> y'all! The argument between me and Morgan on acrimony is stupid. Is this movie here? But to, you know what? Sadie's low key on your side too. <laughs> bitch. Sadie bitch. is a, Sadie is not playing no games. That's all I can say. I, I, all I'm saying is because, bitch, you're not gonna let me give you all of me. That ass. And then you give it to another bitch. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I don't give a fuck how much money you but give me. We are not talking about acrimony, right? Because the moment, the, the moment, the moment I hit you with a rightfully so, <laughs> you ain't going to hear nothing else I gotta say. So I'm not even know. We are we on love right now. We on love <laughs> before the first. yo, like let it go. Let it, let it go, B. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. And let it go. This is your problem. She got the damn house back. Let it fucking go. But anyway, Issa and Lakeith, um, please look at each other like that again. Um, the way, the way, baby, he got a whole girlfriend, a black one. Amen. Praise up. And I mean, it don't matter, but it matters. It does. It, it matters. 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 It, it matters on Twitter. <laughs> At Twitter University. <laughs> but no, y'all. It, it was a dope movie. I love the chemistry. I love I love the stories. I, I can't wait to watch it again because I feel like it's so much I miss. Next time. And I was playing Sims. <laughs> I had to finish up my uh, Llama Life. Zoom. Okay. Okay. Because so I, I am a mother and a wife. And my mother is staying with me, and I'm taking care of her. Oh. And I have four young children and an older son, and he's on his own now, and I'm still making sure. I am a growing woman, okay? Not everybody can just evolve and go take pictures across the world and shit. <laughs> I, I'm a doctor, okay? <laughs> but anyway. Ooh, child. I loved the photograph. Um, Good Lord. Okay, yeah. Uh, I want to take more pictures. One, I, you know what? Five. I feel like that makes me want to just get up and do like an adventure where I go out and meet me a little man and take pictures. So a one out of five, five being the top, one being the lowest. What would I, what would I rate it? Mm-hmm. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a solid four. Mm. And the five, and I wouldn't give it a five because I feel like it okay, missed wait, some. Oh, it's hella secure over here, but yeah. But um, the fluidity, I was missing fluidity. Yeah. 
but five score lower. Okay, Trey, your turn. Well, yeah, I definitely five. agree. It's not without its flaws. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's still a few things, but I definitely feel like it's it's a four. Mm-hmm. Mm. She can give it a three. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all. So uh, <laughs> it would have to be a three for me because it would have. Don't hold it like that. You are gonna kick it off? Hold it. Just hold it like that. I would have to give it a three, you guys. I would have to give it a three. Only because, bitch, I didn't know what the fuck we was talking about here. <laughs> like, I knew it was called the photograph, but it was mini photofucking graphs, okay? <laughs> and, uh. Yo, it, it, it should have been ph- photography. Yes! <laughs> okay. It should have been mass communication. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my gosh, shout out to man. Shout out to the mass cup department, man. It should have been called Hilliard Hall. It should have fucking been called. Oh um, God. hold on. Let me think of a good t- a good title for this because bitch, it, <laughs> you know what I got it. You ready? You mm-hmm. ready? Picture this, Sicily, nineteen forty. <laughs> no, it should have been the big picture. No, 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 no. Um, a mis- either miscommunication mm-hmm. or understanding. Either one of those no, would have been a good title. No. Like, they're trying to understand themselves and uh-uh. each other or miscommunication because these motherfuckers don't know how to talk. We too mm-hmm. old for this. Mm-hmm. We too, uh, y'all, matter of fact, whoever listens to this podcast, please talk to whoever the <laughs> fuck you go with because communication will take you a long way. Yeah. And without it, baby, you'd be flying to London buying this nigga Kendrick wow. Lamar tickets. Or Italy. <laughs> Get some Italian sausage. <laughs> but he came up with the plan to do it, so he got her on the next one. That's the plan they going with. That's exactly. First what, of all, is that it, not exactly what? And today's economy, economy. I remember the. I don't even have oh, the money to fly that to yeah, London. Because you was crying to it. <laughs> wow! Wow! We did go there. Wow! Oh wait, you know I'm by. You know I'm Rose. Oh, I am. Yeah, You're yeah. Because I did go to. Right. You like I just feel like it's not nice to come at me like that. It's not nice to come at me like that because I'm Girl. just sensitive. I am a Capricorn living in a cancerous body. Can- no, I don't know that because I'm my a child. cancer living in a Capricorn's body. Baby, you're, you're a cancer. I'm a cap. I'm a. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm gonna say my daughter's a cancer. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm gonna say a There's a cancer living within me. I was like, my child, Jesus, I can't deal with all the crying and shit, baby. Baby, it's coming. So can I? It's coming because they sensitive. As Lord knows what. I'm be like, girl. Mm-mm. But I, I loved it. I love the chocolate. It I love the chalk. passion. Yeah. I love the passion. I love the intergenerational passion. And also, the movie mm. as a whole just holds up because of like such a wholesome story. Even yeah. though it's yeah, it's parts to it that you may not like about it, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day. It's a wholesome story. I like the fact that even though this was a new couple and still had their flaws, they mm-hmm. showed alongside them an established couple with a good marriage, two kids, mm-hmm. a nice house, the dream, you know? Mm-hmm. What they they're not it showed that yeah, this couple isn't where they're going to be where they are right now, but it shows that this is where they could be. Yeah. He's a good motherfucking actor. And you know what mm-hmm. I what I really love? And I don't, none of us talked about it, but I love the fact that they shared Peter and her mom's story, right? It's mm-hmm. a very good And then I love that they actually show Issa and Lakeith going back to 
the pivotal moment in their relationship and that it was still that hotel. Mm-hmm. And that what I feel and like And the back got, house too. Yeah, in the back house. And I think what they got from it was in this moment you could make the difference that I wish I could have made. Mm-hmm. Like you hear this father say, I wish I would have went after her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and even though she barely knew him, she trusted him enough and they established enough of a bond where she knew she could take his advice mm-hmm. because the way he loved her mother. You know what I mean? And, and so, he loved her. Like he loved. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell that was in the eyes. You know, like he yeah. forgave her. Even though, because in many ways, he could have been hurt and been very resentful. You know what I mean? But, I mean, he really did love this woman. And I think to see it go from like that to you see her saying, I'm not going to let this be my story. I don't want to be the one that die alone. I don't want to be the one that have to send people letters to figure out my life. Mm through pictures and old messages and piecing together puzzles. I want them to be right along. I want the puzzle to be more than just me. And since we're talking about how he loved her, I feel like how you said earlier, Morgan, that, you know, he was surprised that he moved on so quickly. And I was mm-hmm. too, but it's, I think he did it because he felt like he had to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he was trying to heal. Exactly. He was trying to get past that. He didn't want to be he knew that okay. he would be stuck on this woman for the rest of his no, life. No, but that also, no, 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 no. I, I mean, think some, I'm not saying it's the most practical thing. I to think do, it's bigger I, than that. Yeah. I think he knew that the best way to love her was to let her go. That too, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that he knew that that was the greatest form of love for her is to actually set her free. And she, he knew that it would have just made her feel bad to fight because he knew. That she struggled with goodbyes. Yeah. And that even though she left, it was never easy for her. She never wanted to. And she just knew that it was because she wanted him to come with her, remember? I yeah. think what hurt me the most is when she came back yeah. and she seen the way that nigga smiled at that girl. Oh. Yeah. Never. Where'd you find this bitch? Yeah. But I mean, he, he had to move forward and he deserved that love. It's just unfortunately, it's almost like dying. And seeing, seeing, still being able to see them move on in front of you, oh. and knowing that it's like looking at them from a glass window. Let me tell you something. But you know, at, at the end of the day, it was so much like. If my nigga was to ever, <laughs> I would be like, "Bitch, I'm about to shoot you at her." Yeah, but you'd be dead, so you wouldn't be able to do that. True. So I don't think that's the logic. Oof. But you know, it was an impractical love story. It was an impractical love story that was surrounded and built on impractical love stories. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> and y'all, that's exactly how she cried. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god, I'm crying again. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's actually crying, bro. Oh, I fucking like, hate y'all. Like, it's not fair. You know, it's my hormones. It gotta be my bitch, hormones. It ain't no hormones. It's the air conditioning. It was. <laughs> it's blowing it's in my, my face. Eyes, Don't eyes. let it get in my eye. You know what I'm saying? I got natural long eyelash. <laughs> I cannot. Look, I promise you. Like, I promise you. Okay? I prom. I pinky swear. 
Give me my pinky swear. Tell me what it is first. It's something good. Why I, do guys do that? Have I, I ever have I ever hold you on a pinky swear? I don't. This is how I know. Wow, I'll be see, you know, New York on my baby fall for Treshawn. <laughs> I promise that the next movie we see gonna be the most manliest, <laughs> adventurous, masculineness. Yeah, sure, nigga. I don't. Okay. All right. I don't know if I won't cry through it, but I'm. I cry like I said. I cried on Avengers, both of them. So like, like I don't know what that. I don't know what that looks like because, like, we're supposed to see Men in Black three, right? But I might cry. And and, I mean, because you know they old Bad Boys three. Because they old now, so <laughs> don't worry. You, you, <laughs> unhand me, you peasant. <laughs> no, you know, look away. I was crying that because you know, like you, you seen them when they was younger. You seen them in the middle, why and are now you they're doing this movie. Because, oh, so, why? I'm just gonna be like, nigga, why? you know this last one. It's like my childhood. It's gonna be really exactly. Why are you doing this? We're gonna watch the most manly, <laughs> manliest. Hold my hand, booger, bone with me. Hold my fucking hand, yo. Bone with me, son. I'm New York. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna go to my husband. Yo, be like, hold my hand. Quit. What you talking about? I need mad fucking affection, yo. I'll beat your ass Tanisha in here. That. That's why I said that you are Tanisha. I'm gonna get asleep because of y'all. <laughs> she did this. Oh, Mary. Yo. No, like her and her fiance, her little boyfriend, her baby daddy. But I hope they make it work because I actually like them. But I don't, I don't know what they went through. But I, I, I just think they're so cute together. But I feel like that is gonna be me. And I feel like this Senegalese twist ain't gonna know <laughs> what to do with he's not, it. He's not mm-hmm. American enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, we can't talk about that on here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along. Well, you said so, you know. Because cause we got to get our hair done. Mm. Moving along, I y'all. Hair so, what are you going to do out here? When I do mine. No. When I do mine. Bitch, forget your. You can do yours all the time. I no, I can't. Mine. I just <laughs> went on my sabbatical. <laughs> y'all, I just. I love the movie. Um, great job to the writer. Great job to the scenes. Um, I was looking for an iPhone. I was like, let me. Shout out to the music director. You know what? Shout out to the um filming the film of. Oh my god! Because all throughout the movie, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, man, what stabilizer are they using? What lens are they using? Like that. That's a good ass shot. Like, shout out to those. Use one of those thingies. Mm-hmm. And the camera can move by itself, but it'll stable. Oh yeah, the track, the, the mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, like for me, it was like the costume, the wardrobe designers, baby, like I'm wearing that yellow dress baby, all of them, Heart, like because that green dress she had, ooh, girl, baby, the colors, that, that hair, the hair. Oh. But was that her real hair or not? Because I the mother, the mother that was no, her no, real no, hair, no, 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 Issa, Issa, no. She has that beautiful natural shit. hair, but it's not that long yet. Good. I was like, damn, the bundles look real. Nah, baby, that's probably the Matawi method. Mm-hmm. 
Go, you gotta look it up, girl. girl it's like we, it look like a sewing, but it's not as gorgeous. But the men that they used, the men they use in this, I just, oh, good lord, my god, my whoever worked with them on wear a pad, whoever shut because whoever worked with these men on on just the way like the 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 just I can't even talk because I don't want to cry again. But it was a good movie. (laughs) I want my mama. You have to see it twice. I, Unless you like Sierra, you gonna cry on the first time. <laughs> because I ain't cry. I was looking for the boohoo moment, but it wasn't. You know what? I just needed to be here. This is why I wanted to go see Bad Boys Three today. Because what I say, I can't. You know what? Because Booger, I ain't gonna lie. Booger, I've been taking L's all day. All day. Okay. <laughs> I did not want to see this movie yet because I just knew in my spirit. That I was gonna need my mom, and I I want to be held. I need a date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to start dating. This movie made me want to almost start trusting niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not watch the fucking movie? <laughs> almost. That's the A part. Bitch. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Come here, baby. I'm sorry. I don't mean you. Me? What? So you gotta let that oh. I was about to say, um, you gotta. Girl. Wow. Me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Oh, it's patrol. Bitch, we leaving. How you doing, nosy ass nigga? Girl, he's circling around our car. Right, that's all I was just like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. For a toes person coming. Yeah, he really shrunk in this guy. That is so crazy. Anyway, y'all, it's it's been real before we deal with some dumb, dumb, dumb shit. <laughs> he finna come right here. Um, so I gotta end this podcast. That's how we gonna end it. <laughs> y'all, if we go to jail, just pray for us. Anyhow. Connor McGregor. Tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. <laughs> y'all, the, the things we go through.